Every day, consumers are being bombarded with the next big thing in health, wellness, and fitness. What's the future of keeping ourselves healthy, and what's just a passing fad? Hi, I'm Joey Thurman, and if you don't know me, I'm a health and fitness expert and author. I've been fortunate enough to work with celebrities, athletes, C-suite executives, and everyone in between. I've been featured on the Today Show, live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, TEDx, and lots of other publications. As part of my ever-increasing thirst for knowledge, which ironically happened after college, I decided to create the Fad or Future podcast. What sets this podcast apart is that I am the guinea pig for these episodes. I don't only want to bring in world-class experts on the show, I want to truly get a first-hand experience what it's like to, say, go on ketamine and trip for my depression, go on a three-day fast drinking nothing but coffee and water for age reversal, eat nothing but plants and get the blood work done to back it up, or even get my brain mapped to see how messed up my head is from getting knocked around playing hockey. Once I try these things, I bring on the experts to talk about my experience and explain it to the audience in a digestible manner and ask the true question. Is it a fad or is it the future? Because after all, we don't want to be faddies. Could you only eat plants? I tell you what, I did it for quite some time. I have the blood work as well. Today, my good friend Juliana Hever, she was the co-host of my Facebook watch series, Home Sweat Home. You can check that out, Home Sweat Home 2018. We chat about her new book, The Healthspan Solution, how we can live longer, why she says you need to eat plants, they're good for you, all sorts of things, plants, fruits, and a little bit of humor added in there because we can't forget that. Here's my conversation with plant-based, world-famous dietitian, Juliana Hever. What's going on? It's Joey Thurman. Here's another episode of the Fad or Future podcast. And I got a blast from the past. My good friend and world-famous plant-based dietitian, Juliana Hever, is sitting here. She sat in a gross Uber to come here. And that's from your daughter. And (laughs) I I truly appreciate you coming out. Uh, I'm in L.A. right now. And Juliana and I have known each other for years now. We did a Facebook show uh, called Home Sweat Home. So that's actually still online, Home Sweat Home 2018. But Juliana, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming here. It's my pleasure. Anytime I get to see you, I'm in. Oh, see, vice versa. All right, I like that. It's it's a love fest. We're going to put emojis all over the place. and and All all sorts of shit. Okay. (laughs) uh, So what have you been up to? Uh, well, I just published a new book. That's It's out now, right? It is just out. We're so excited. Wow. And that is called The Health Span Solution? Correct. It is a, well, it's a cookbook uh-huh. with 100 plus recipes of whole foods, of soup, salad, sides, and sweets. Yeah. But the first four chapters is like this intensive, crazy science deep dive like right. you've never seen in a cookbook before. Yeah. Our publishers were really kind to let us kind of expound upon all of our ideas. Right. And um, it's we broke a lot of rules and disrupted a lot in this book. So well, that's that's kind of the name of the game, right? Yes. Break the rules. And you say we. Who, who is your co-author? My co-author is Raymond Cronice. He is a smart dude. He is the smartest person I've ever known. He's a you know former NASA scientist, like a, literally a rocket scientist and genius. And he yeah. like what he decided was he got sick after like you know he ended up with diabetes and yeah. overweight and all that. So he wanted to figure out how to lose weight and cure his diabetes. And so only like he would do, he did a deep deep dive into the. He went all the way back to the beginning of research on on metabolism and nutrition and diabetes everything yeah. and he mastered metabolism and diabetes he cured himself and now he just can't stop talking about it i mean and you got I, I see you guys all over the place i'll, I'll be watching documentaries and generally it's some sort of plant-based or, or, or vegan or some sort of documentary and i'm like oh there's juliana there's ray oh, <laughs> if, if i see ray somewhere juliana is going to be there i mean you're you're all over I mean, how do you keep your head about you Oh, I, I don't know if I've done that. But yeah, we, we merged our messages about three, three years, a little over three years ago. Yeah. And, you know, he was coming at it from a health span longevity perspective and diabetes and all this research he had done. And I was coming at obviously as a plant based dietitian. Yeah. I was, you know, the nutrition element. And we kind of put our brains together. And it's been really exciting. Like we've yeah. been just we've done this is our second book. We've done a paper. We're writing another paper with David Sinclair yeah. on diabetes. Yeah. We're like, it's like we're doing so much and we, we both think so much alike and we kind of work really well together so it's been really exciting to have someone that I could work with like that you know I literally flew to Harvard to interview David Sinclair 
And afterwards, he says, I have a, I have a hard stop. It was like 11 o'clock or something. <laughs> I, I, I have a phone call to get on. So I, I honored his time, and he's only a big deal. He's knighted and all sorts of stuff, uh, and listened to the podcast with him that it was on. I mean, you guys can live to 120 years old, uh, according to David. But I didn't realize afterwards he gets on the phone, and it's a conference call with Ray and Juliana, and he puts <laughs> it on speaker. I'm like, Ray, if I would have known that you guys were on, I would have taken the podcast long. I, it it would have been fun. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just small world. You, tr- you literally all are everywhere. I don't know, like the small, small world for it to be that you you were going to be on the conference call with him after. That was great. That was funny timing because then we were like, it. David was supposed to answer the phone, and uh-huh. it was Joey. You're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. What? I didn't. I didn't even tell you I was going out there. No, that's the thing. But you did say you were going to interview, or you yeah. wanted to interview. I wanted him, to, but I didn't know you yeah, were. Yeah, no. It was, um, I had Jamie Metzler who wrote Hacking Darwin on. He was friends with him, and and so he actually connected us. And I had asked you too, like you guys have got a stuff, bunch of stuff going on. So Jamie sent an email and that, that's it's just wild he's uh, an amazing kind of a, amazing man like y- yeah did you read you read lifespan oh yeah, yeah. I, I and, and i don't read books but doing this <laughs> podcast i started reading books it's, it's crazy <laughs> great I did, side effect i didn't i didn't realize i liked learning until after college yeah <laughs> Isn't, yeah right you had you had to process that for a second. i did i did i'm like yeah I, I i basically went to college to play hockey uh and among other things like i kept my grades up and then i realized well i actually like learning Good. Wild. What a great! This is a great excuse to do all that. Yeah. I think that's really. But we're doing a podcast too, and it's like. And what's, it that, is, call, what's, fun, that, what's that called? It's called Science and Sorcery. Ooh, so look at that! Science and Sorcery. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we're talking about the science and the sorcery, that, the cooking and stuff. I, I like it. So uh, check that out. The Healthspan Solution, uh, available everywhere. So you say plant-based dietitian. What what does that mean? It used to mean nothing, yeah. and I kind of you know. So way back when I went plant-based, it was really like going vegan at the time. And I, you know, I cut out animal products. And this was after graduate school in nutrition. And I finally had, you know, I was able to try this again, knowing the literature and being able to dig deep. Because when I tried this when I was younger, everyone was scaring me. Oh, you're not going to get protein. You're going to be iron deficient, all that stuff. And this was before the Internet, not to date myself. But (laughs) it was. There was no Google back then. And you so look I, amazing, though. Thank you. Thank Even you. if you're if you're pre-internet. Internet. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's like a dinosaur. Uh, it's the plants. Yeah. So um yeah so I was like research I couldn't research it so I'd have to go get books and like go to the library and all that stuff so I did and once I finished grad school and I was able to go oh wait a second you can get protein absolutely from plants and you can get iron sourced better from plants it was like a no brainer I went for it yeah. and that it it changed my health completely. And then I started implementing it. I was a personal trainer way back then. Uh-huh. And I started implementing it with my clients once I became a dietitian. and was doing just nutrition. I stopped personal training when I had my children. But yeah. changed my clients. Like the, the results between like what I was experiencing doing what I was trained to teach right. versus what I did when I implemented plant-based nutrition was a completely different universe. Yeah. Like we were literally getting, and we still to this day get people off medications. Medications that they're supposed to be on for the rest of their right. lives. You know, getting rid of diagnoses like diabetes, type 2 diabetes or hypertension or cardiovascular disease, like taking people that were supposed to be left to be on the end of their life and rehabilitating them with diet. It was mind blow. It's still I never ceases to amaze and mind blow me every time I see this. So you're saying there's nutrients and vitamins and food and we can <gasps> cure things? Yes. Whoa, fatter future on that one. All oh, of the above. Oh, craziness. <laughs> oh, so what what is what, what's the difference between vegan and plant based? Oh right. So Ethical, I okay. Ethics? I diverse. I diverse. No, no, I, I like going down rabbit holes. We're good. Yeah, that's a good thank you. That's a good question. So I then I was doing I was teaching this and I was talking about it wherever I could, yeah. and then I was asked. I got this was such a blessing like I had this fortuitous event where an agent found me this was when the internet did start uh-huh. she found me online and they asked she asked me would you want to write this book called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Vegan Nutrition I'm like yes I've always wanted to write a book yeah. so I had like I had to like write a table of contents and a chapter and it was like okay and I got the job and this is when I had two little kids. So I was like writing at four in the morning. And you know how it is to have a little kid. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. So, but then in the middle of it, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to talk about vegan. I'm not, I'm vegan, but I'm not an ethicist. I'm uh-huh. not, I don't know, you know, like I don't want to tell people anything in that realm. I'm a dietitian. My yeah. expertise is in nutrition. So I did a whole petition on changing it to plant-based because that term whole food plant-based had been coined by like T. Colin Campbell mm-hmm. back then. And like that was around the time where Dr. Esselstyn was on CNN talking about reversing, you know, Bill Clinton's uh, heart disease. And they were using the term plant-based was just starting. And I like it because it's an inclusive definition. So vegan means I do not eat animal products. Okay, period. And there's all this other stuff behind it and ideology and all that stuff behind it. 
plant-based means I eat whole plant foods. Okay. And that's the basis of my diet. So it's more of an inclusive definition. So I, I that's when I started. I started calling myself plant-based dietitian before that, but then I changed the name. They let me change the name of the book, and oh. then I've been going plant-based. But it's so interesting because now plant-based has become saturated and diluted mm. the same way vegan had, and now that's why we're doing HealthSpan Solution. We're focusing on more. We have a triangle, so we say right-side triangle eating, and we're trying to change the language again because yeah. there's so much confusion and because of macro confusion, you know, carbs, protein, and fat, and all that stuff. Right. So we're just trying to evolve the discussion to something that's more helpful yeah. to people. Okay, so I mean, plant-based, people can be, can they be like 80% plant-based, 90% plant-based, and throw in some traditional sources like animal protein and things like that, or plant-based just mean no animal products whatsoever? Well, that's where I think it can get dilute. And yeah. I think there's a lot of, it's a lot of interpretation you could do with it. And again, like I told you, I stopped trying to convince anyone to do anything. Right. I will not try to convince you to change your diet. You want to do it, I will love you and teach you and right. show you and walk you through. But if I'm, I stopped because I was knocking my head against the wall for so long and it was yeah. just getting so frustrating. So I stopped that. So that said, from a scientific perspective, we don't know how much animal product you can get away with. You probably can. You probably could do get away with maybe up to five to ten percent of calories but we don't know that so right. do, you, do you want to take that risk that's up to you we do know that a whole food plant-based diet is incredibly efficacious yeah. at reversing chronic diseases and preventing chronic diseases if we add in one serving a week one serving a month maybe okay right. probably okay because if you look at i like to look at the blue zones mm -hmm. which are the longest lived populations around the world there's about five of them right. and they had the most centenarians and they had these healthy populations and they compared dan butner compared the different what they had in common in terms of lifestyle yeah. and one of the things that they had in common is they ate mostly plants mm -hmm. but the only vegan population was the one only the only one in the united states is loma linda so they because they have a lot of seventh day adventists in california yeah. In California, yeah, yeah, here, local to here. Yeah. And they they ate most like vegan. That was right. the only one. But all the other ones were had a little bit of animal products, like as a condiment. Is that like the, the Inuit had a uh, high amount of fish that they were eating too? Were they in the blue zone as well? No, no, they are not they're, in the blue zones. Not, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no they're kind zone. of the other extreme actually. Okay. Yeah, because they were, yeah, that's a very different population. Because they just like, can only eat fish because that's all. That's it was like they were, yeah, right? I you know, I don't know all the details yeah. of their, their story, but it's mm -hmm. more like a high fat because of, yeah, where they live, kind of a that's environmental right. type of thing. Yeah. Not the same results as the blue zones where they're okay. living to their hundreds. So they, they I mean, a, a lot of them too had some other things besides diet, I believe. They, they had a lot, lot of friendship and family, I think, yep. that they had, especially yeah. in, like my wife's Greek and right. uh, what was the, the island in Greece? Where, where um, it's it, um, oh. like a hundred, a hundred something years old too. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. it, it'll come to us later. Yes. But yeah. I carry, yeah, I carry, there yeah. You go, yeah. yeah. So they were, uh, they were looking at that and it was just like so the lack of stress and then I'm sure that yes. there's something to do with that but it's interesting how they do have this commonality in and what the, they're eating. And the one food that they have all in common, every single one of them mm. has legumes as a staple. Yeah. Beans, lentils, peas, all that. Okay, so That's let's talk cool. about farting. Um <laughs> Well, we can. <laughs> I, I'm a dietitian. We talk about that over lunch. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> All right, so I, a little backstory. Uh, as you, as everyone knows, I, I am the guinea pig during these episodes. So when Julia and I were, were filming um, Home Sweat Home, we were basically in Manhattan and Queens and all over the place. And back then, I, I was eating plants. And I tried every single diet out there so to know how my clients would feel because I, I like it. I don't believe there's one single thing that's good for every single person. But the one thing I never tried was plant-based, vegan, whatever you want to call it. So we're, we're ordering from, the hell, it'll say like Panera or something. She's like, oh, you can't eat, you can't eat that. Or whatever. You're, you're like trying to smack me. I'm like, that's fine. It's vegetables. I'll throw some chicken on there. I'm like, but I love bacon. Um, and then I had these like meat stick things that I was going around with because I was doing like doing no carbs and we're filming and I want to make sure I don't retain water. But then again, I'm having this high sodium uh, meat stick thing, but whatever. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of uh, say what I was doing wrong then. And you say, you need to eat plants. You need to eat more, more plants and try to cut down your protein consumption. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. So eventually... Uh, my wife was pregnant at the time. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this whole plant-based thing because Juliana told me to. She's like, and I'm going to get the blood work checked. She's like, you're going to do this while I'm in my third trimester. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. <laughs> so I did. And and what you told me to do, and then I, I talked to, you referred me to some like vegan, uh, vegan plant-based bodybuilders, and I had some conversations with them as well. And you said, I, I want you to eat 10 servings of green things a day. So I started doing that. Uh, it was like a cup to cup and a half of beans, legumes. Uh, and then two to three servings of fruit a day. 
And from there, I'm like, oh my god, I can have carbs. I can have, <laughs> I, can, I was living, I was living off less than a hundred grams of carbs a day. Oh, so by started, starting to have Torture. like berries and these antioxidants, like my mood started getting better. My wife's like, well, you're eating carbs. Like maybe you should keep doing this. So <laughs> I was like, all right. But the first couple of weeks, I tell you what, I was, and I was texting you. I'm like, I'm ripping ass all the time. What, what is going on with my stomach here? And you're like, oh, it'll. It'll and we'll get to my results in a second. It, it it'll kind of normalize itself. But what was what was happening when I first started introducing just uh, the plethora of vegetables? Yeah, no. You what happened was you were going from a very low carbohydrate diet, uh-huh. and your body was like, whoa. And not only that, there's an actual, what happens is the microbiome. It's really interesting. Uh-huh. Your microbiome. I love you know, how you're so excited about talking about microbiome. I'm and, so geeky. And, and farting. It's <laughs> I cool. I know, I know. I love this work. Um, okay. Most of our cells, like it's upwards of, I think it might be 10 times the amount of cells. Now it's kind of debatable and it's uh-huh. kind of changed. And actually we have the number in our book. We have at least 10 times of our body. We are far percentage less human cells than we are bacteria. Mm-hmm. That's how much bacteria live in our body, so mostly we're, in our we're, gut. We're just a bunch of bacteria. We are like bacterial hosts walking around navigating the world. So, okay. yes, we're mostly bacteria. Now, if you have happy bacteria, they're going to treat you well. And there's these huge, like, there's so much evidence coming out about how your microbiome actually impacts your health and actually directly, or I guess it's indirectly because through them, are changing your outcomes for health. Mm. I mean, mind-blowing research is coming out. Okay, what happens? It changes when you travel. It changes with each meal. It's yeah. very kind of, it just it's a, it's a fluid thing. Just like our bodies change so much more than we even think about it. We, we look the same in the mirror, but so much is going on every day inside. Yeah. So p- plant-based foods provide fiber, but you only get fiber from plants. Yeah. Only. There's no fiber in animal products, low fiber in processed foods. Plants have fiber, which act as prebiotics, which make your bacteria happy. So it basically gets rid of pathogenic disease-forming bacteria. The prebiotics feed the probiotics. It's the fuel for the healthy bacteria. The good bacteria proliferate when you have a lot of the fiber. So when you're eating all those plants, your microbiome changes to a more health-promoting profile, a ratio of these different types of strains that are actually going to help you in the long run. Mm -hmm. So when you were changing your diet and going, oh, here's all this fiber, your body was like, whoa, we don't have the capacity yet. Let us regroup. So you were basically killing off the bad bacteria, growing some new ones, building some new. Like your whole microbiome was shifting. Did you notice that it got better with time? It took a few weeks. And my wife's like, can you text Juliana and and ask her when you're going to start? Like, I mean, I was gassy anyways, like the protein powders and stuff. But um, prior to that, but she's like, oh, my God, you just you just keep going. Like going in the other room. I said, you wouldn't see me at all. (laughs) And and she's like, we've got this this baby in my belly. And you got all these just ripping ass the (laughs) whole time. You're intoxicating our baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So after a few weeks, yes, it did normalize. So I had the blood work checked. Uh, yes. and, and then, and then, yeah, I honestly did just, I did started feeling better. And you told me admittedly, you said, I don't want you to do, you know, protein powders and, right. and these bars and stuff. I still and, don't want you to do that. I, I know, I know you don't, we'll get into that. I know you want <laughs> me to, but I, I would train 10 to 15 clients in a day. So for me, it was like, I, I had, I had to do that. And then I would have those, like kind of those fake meat things. But for the most part, I was doing a bunch of asparagus and greens and a lot of beans. And I love, love, love beans. So I give my results back. And I did a DEXA scan as well, uh, and I lost a, l- a little bit of weight. Um, I think muscle tissue was pretty much the same. I think I lost a little bit, but there's there could have been some water. In, there's in, a reason the, for that in the muscle cell. You want well. to know the reason yes, for that? Yes. We basically, when we lose and when we gain, we lose this little portion. Is always going to be protein. It's all uh, amino. It's going to be you're going to you lose everything. You don't just lose fat unless you're like on a weight loss kind of restraint. Sure. Like there's ways to do that, but you lose everything the same rate that you gain it. Okay. It, it's like you're losing a little bit of bone, right. a little because math. Think about it. You don't. I love Ray says this brilliantly. Uh-huh. It's not like you stick a spout and you pour. You go on a diet and you put on the spout and just oil drips out. Yeah. Like everything goes. Like right. all the cells and all the cell, like cellular structures that make the right. fat cells. All of that stuff goes at the same time. Okay, so that it's very sense. normal. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I was pretty lean and I, I did feel really good. So my blood work immediately beforehand was very good. I mean, of course. I, I, was, I was working out a lot. I was still having a ton of vegetables and, you know, every now and then I was having the meat sticks or whatever. Um, so, yes, I was having those, you know, vegan protein bars and shakes, but I was trying when I was at home cooking to do as, as much as possible. So I'm having these 10 servings of greens a day and two, three servings of fruit, which generally was from berries or a grapefruit. Uh, every now and then I threw in a banana. Uh, <gasps> a banana. A banana. Oh, my oh, God. No. Fruit's going to make Alert me Alert the fruit police. Bad, yeah. Right? <laughs> Uh, as Juliana says, fruit is nature's candy. Um, so yeah, so then I get I get the results back, 
and my hemoglobin A1C had dropped. Well, uh, a marker for you know diabetes, uh, which was probably already normal we, anyway. Yeah, for you. it was already. I don't know what it was like six. Oh, or so what did it go to? I think it dropped to four or five. Perfect. I believe it a couple points, and even the the doctor is like, "Wow, this is crazy." Yeah, and because eating a high protein diet promotes mm-hmm. diabetes. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, well, go on. All right, so. Uh, and then from there, like all, all, all the other stuff was relatively, you know, normal. But then the crazy thing was, so my overall testosterone, I don't think had changed that much, but my free testosterone, so it's a testosterone that's available and ready to use, went up 100%, which is completely counterintuitive to everything that everybody thinks. If I'm eating plants, like I'm not getting enough protein, how am I going to put on muscle yeah, where tissue? Where are your man boobs? Right, man yeah, I, yeah. I've got some man pecs yeah, right no, here. No, yeah. Uh, so they didn't grow. <laughs> expl- explain why did my why did my free testosterone go up? I, you know, I can't explain that. Yeah. I really can't. I'm not I'm not an expert in endocrinology yeah. in terms of the hormone those hormones. Right. I can explain all the insulin and all that stuff that's happening, but that's a good question. I don't know. Is it, it could, could be, be something with uh, like maybe like that I, I was having less inflammatory foods and it uh, could be. You know? It could be. I, that's a good point. But it could wild. be. But Did your exercise was it the consistent no, throughout? No, I I, I I tried I like I tried to you know as much as I could run my own experiment on myself. I be, I pretty much kept doing the same workouts. I didn't change something drastically, but that, I mean that was that was interesting. So admittedly, after that, I went back to having some animal proteins. But for the most part, uh, for years I've been eighty ninety percent plants, which was crazy <laughs> from, from from when when I when I first met you. All right, so why would you not want me to have? protein powders and bars and all that sort of stuff because they're processed foods and like excessive amino acids is one of the reasons you probably i don't know if you, i can't wait to hear your interview uh-huh. i haven't heard it yet yeah. with david but that's what we talked about with david that's where the intersection of health span diet and longevity mm-hmm. and eating a plant-based diet intersects it's that we're getting this onslaught of amino acids mm-hmm. and the only way we have ever rest- the only way we have ever extended health span and longevity in every model organism tested from yeast and worms to primates ever, okay, is by dietary restriction without malnutrition, mm-hmm. specifically essential amino acid restriction. Okay, so that's huge when you say without malnutrition because people say ca- calories are calorie and I can, just cut, I can just cut calories and I can lose weight. Yes, but then you're going to be malnourished if you're just having candy bars all day long and you're, you went from... 1,500 calories to 1,000 calories. Yeah, right? no. And and when you're restricting calories, those calories matter even more. Mm-hmm. So I eat a very calorie-restricted diet since I've been learning about this restri- this this on purpose because for health span because I, I don't want to age. <laughs> I want to stay young forever, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to do everything I can. And so part of that is restricting. So I eat less frequently. I do the time-restricted feeding, and I eat usually one, sometimes two meals. So every bite matters because this is like, you know, I'm not having, I don't have room for extra calories because I want everything to count. And that means, you know, eating vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, mushrooms, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices, and making sure that I'm getting everything very nutritionally dense. I don't do white flour. I don't do white sugar at all. I don't want that anymore. I don't, I try to limit oil. I almost never do oil, maybe as a flavoring, because those are just wastes of calories. Same with protein powder. Protein powder, you're getting rid of all this whole intact stuff, and you're dosing yourself. You're like, you're flooding yourself with these things that we know. Now, it'll help you look like you. I mean, like, I mean, you already look like you, but if you want, you know, if someone's trying to build, 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 which people, you know, in their 20s and 30s, I understand. Right. But there's an interesting thing going on here. Once you're in, like me, like once you're in your 40s and 50s, when Mother Nature is quite literally done with you, we yeah. don't need to reproduce anymore, things start to shift. And we don't want to go, go, grow anymore because go, go, grow means cancer, type 2 diabetes, right. heart disease. And, and this is where it gets funny. So, like, if you're sitting, it, what is your goal? <laughs> where are you right. in life? And it kind of sucks that there's, like, this kind of yeah. crossover there. Um, but it does depend on your goals and where you are in life. Right. So, yeah, you can have all the protein powder and you will grow, but you're also going to promote this long-term health damage. And right. there's a lot of big bodybuilders that do a lot of that stuff, and they die really young of a heart attack. You I know, mean, you've the, heard stories You like hear that. about that all the time, the professional wrestlers and all sorts of stuff. I mean, the, you know, Athletes, I, I, I've yeah. trained professional wrestlers before, and the stories of, besides these the things that often, and I'm not saying they're all doing this, but you know, they're banging their bodies up, and they're putting a bunch of muscle on, and then they're living hard lives and traveling all the time. And you know, that, that could be an um, interesting uh, reason why that's happening. I mean, that's because they're, 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 incre- they're increasing the mTOR response the, the entire time, right? There's three, there's three pathways. There's mTOR, there's AMP, PK and then there's um, IGF one, uh-huh. a growth hormone axis, and we go into that in the book. We, yeah. It's way probably not cool for yeah. right now, but um, there's all these different pathways by which this is happening. And so, 
and you can the way to hit those in a best way optimally for health span is to limit to eat less uh-huh. that's even david said in his book just yeah. the one he said if i could tell you one thing you could do every day to help yourself live longer and better it's eat less yeah because so you want to stress book is called lifespan by the way lifespan yeah, okay. amazing book yeah, yeah. yeah. highly on. recommend it carry on okay yeah um yeah so eat less uh, and then stress, like hormesis. So like exercise is stress. Mm-hmm. But again, like how much? Right. You know, like in the blue zones, they were active. Like Ray always says, the opposite of sedentary isn't exercise. The opposite of sedentary is active. Mm. And beating yourself up. I mean, I'm a perfect example. I love to work out. Like right. it is, I was as obsessed as anybody. Like I love fitness so much. And I ended up with these two really severe chronic you know, use injuries that will not go away. And now here I'm in my forties and it's like, I have to be, I can't do what I used to do. And it sucks. It sucks. I miss it so much. So there's that too. A lot of people, and I have a lot of clients that are post, you know, intensive exercise and ended up with injuries. So you have to think, you know, you don't like to think when you're in your twenties, what's going to happen in your forties and fifties and sixties and seventies and all those years. And if we're living to a hundred, it's a lot longer, but you know, it's hard to think about that. You think you're invincible in your twenties and thirties, you know, I mean, I, I I know I'm, I'm breaking down and I'm, 36 years old so I, I mean I that's where my my shift has changed you know originally I, I was working out to have abs and all that sort of shit uh and, uh, and then the, with the birth of my child like that completely changed where, where my head was at and then yeah. I started doing all this research and yes I still love working out but I'm, I'm working out less and not as I'm still working out hard but mm-hmm. I'm not working out for an hour hour and a half I have 20 minutes I'll knock that out or I do some intervals or uh, I'll stress my body and then maybe I'll do some sort of fast or something. So I'm, I'm limiting as much as like that mTOR response and doing all this sort of research. And, you know, I, I, I hope all this stuff is going to be valid because I want to I want to be around and healthy and moving around for, for yes. my son. You know, that's that's the thing. And the people yeah. I think they, they miss a little bit. Yeah, we don't want to end up like in a, the, what's happening now is that we're living longer. Right. But we're living sick for longer. So like, you know, incapacitated, like debilitated, you know, in a wheelchair or in an age, old age home. I, I don't know if you've ever been to one of those, but they're yeah. just horrifying. And yeah. like, I'd rather way rather. I always tell everyone around me that loves me. Just shoot me, please. I don't want to go there. Yeah. So you want we want. And what David talks about, too, is like living really well and then <laughs> dropping dead <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at an old age, yeah. you know, and just like that's the goal. Right. right. That's, you know, then you get the best of everything. Uh, I, I like that. I, you live and then you just die. Yeah. Fall asleep and boom. <laughs> that, that's it. Fall, fall, fall asleep and boom. I mean, part of me goes, part of me finds this really kind of weird irony that I'm reversing cardiovascular disease and all my clients. I've got this really good cholesterol levels and all that. And I'm thinking that's the easiest way to die. <laughs> people just drop dead of a heart attack. It's like, I mean, that's a horrible thing to say because right. people suffer too. Uh-huh. Um, but I just, I've had actually a really, really one of my best friends pass away recently of cancer. And I'm it's sorry. Like, thank you. And it's and it's kind of like that's also shifting. Not only me being a mom and you being a dad right now, like yeah. realizing that you want to live long and well for your children. Yeah. But seeing people your age start to go yeah. from stuff like that is well, that just like also makes you motivated. Yeah, I mean it. It, it is. Yeah, when we when we see something horrible happen to somebody else or in a family, and we're like we try we we reassess our lives, which I think is a you know natural human reaction. But often we forget about that. You know, a week or two goes down the road and something happens, and they're like, oh, we wanted to change our lives, and then but yeah, I, I think reassessing that and you know whether writing that down or thinking about like why you're living for yourself and, and why you want to live like now i exercise for 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 my life literally you know and and for my son because my life doesn't matter um as much as his does but i i need to take care of myself and take care of my mental capacity and the depressive stuff and all that all that sort of shit like i, I gotta be there and i'm trying to find that happy medium at the same time as being a fitness professional i need to look a certain way so i know like i don't it's really hard to balance it all i know i know i mean i've i i grew up in la so i was a dancer uh-huh. and then i was an actress then i was a personal trainer and then i was a dietitian all four of those professions everyone looks me up and down yeah. and decides whether they're going to listen to me or hire me right, right. always it's been my life yeah. on the spotlight so there's that but the good news is i mean you're you look perfect obviously i always tell you that but that's uh, still a self-tainer that's all that is yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. It's not. <laughs> Whatever. But the point is that you can do all that stuff that you're doing if you just limit the exercise a little bit and you limit the the essential amino acids uh-huh. and like eat the plant based diet. You will still look like this. Like okay. you're not going to change. All right. So what are, what are the, what are those baselines for people listening? What 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 when you say limit exercise? Do you have any baselines that you guys found that like, you know, a few days a week of weight training or a certain cardio or what? When you when you tell 
somebody to do that? What does that look like? Yeah, I don't quite prescribe exercise because there is no clear-cut answer really no. on that right now. I would say it depends. Like we work with a lot of athletes. We work with a lot of um, post-athletes that we're trying to like, we call it a soft landing. We're trying to help them have a soft landing right. when they're our age. <clears throat> and that would mean taking it down a notch. It sounds like what you're doing is really reasonable. Yeah. Like instead of running, you know, 20 miles a week, maybe jog once or twice a week and walk and implement yoga, like be more comprehensive uh -huh. with your workouts. That's what I've, I've always said that though. It's like, right. you know, balance and not too crazy, not where you're getting injured. I think that's a good yeah. way to look at it. Like I know how I injured myself. I mean, I was nine months pregnant doing crazy plays with a hundred pounds on me. You know, like I was doing stupid stuff and I injured myself. Like yeah. that was so dumb and irresponsible yeah. and thinking I could just, so moderation okay. I, but that's really a stupid word it doesn't mean anything so just taking it down a notch and then how do you feel yeah. are you still feeling good like getting you know we want i love i love i have my apple watch and uh -huh. there's all these different i'm not selling apple watch but yeah. everyone that has these devices it reminds you to stand up we just interviewed yeah. the guy who who actually did all the research behind all the fitness app on uh -huh. here and it's really interesting. So basically, the message is stand up more than yeah. sit down, walk, move more, right. and get a little exercise. And if you do all that and close all your circles or get all to yeah. all your goals, like the 10,000 steps a day thing, that's fantastic right. and feasible and not harmful. Yeah, life is about closing all the circles, Juliana. That's right. <laughs> life is a circle. I don't know what the hell movie that was from, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just sort of random saying things. I mean, one thing that I started doing is I started paying attention to my heart rate variability. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the beats in between the, your, your beats and measuring that. And so there's all sorts of different things. There's the whoop, there's the aura ring. Uh, the one I wear is the Morpheus. I'm not sponsored by any of them, but if you guys want to sponsor it, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I, I, I put that thing on when I was training for the Spartan. And if I check my heart rate variability, it says, oh, you're 90% recovered because I, I feel great. And then I, one day I looked at it, it was 40 something percent recovered. And I was three days out from the Spartan. Am I really going to do that much for my body and, and go for a run and do sprints right now? Because I feel like my heart rate could get higher more. And I feel like when I was walking the steps, I was more out of breath. My body was in just in a state where it was just uh, in repair. So it was probably leaking, creating kinase and all sorts of different stuff. And, and I felt like crap that day. And I'm like, you know what? I just took that day off. Good. So you I listened to your body. Before, I literally wouldn't have. Because I would, before, right. I'm three days to the Spartan, whatever, and I'm going to... Yeah, it didn't matter. Like when I ran the race, right. they have four miles in, in the rain and the mud up, up a damn mountain. Like, yeah, I, I don't think missing that day it was probably better for me in the long run. It absolutely was. And we work with these clients. We just have I have one client who's really young. She's in her twenties, and she's a um, she's a big time athlete. Like she like she's like in cycling and. Um, she's traveled the world doing these competitions, and she wanted to lose weight because she was carrying around like forty, fifty extra pounds. Yeah. And so we don't when when you're on our when you do our lifestyle transformation program, you're not allowed. We have you off of exercise until you finish because weight loss um, exercise actually can conflict with weight loss. And where where is that lifestyle trans? Where can people find that? Oh, they can't. They can email me, and we could uh, see if you're right for this. But yeah, we don't really have. We don't advertise. It's just okay. usually through word of mouth. They can people. email you. What's your email yeah. for people to email? Uh, well, if you go to healthspansolution.com, okay. you can contact form. us through there. Yeah, All and right. that's that'll go directly to okay. me and Ray. Cool. Make sure we got that plug in there. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, no, and actually, we really do limit. We're actually developing. We're almost done with a program that's going to be on automated. So, but our coaching one-on-one -on -one program. Um, like this is he's the, Ray is a guy who helped Penn Jillette lose the hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wrote a whole book about Cray Ray because it's quite a disruptive method. This yeah. guy is a disruptor. This this guy uh -huh. Raymond, he's crazy, amazing. Yeah. So we had this client. She lost her weight. She was like really resistant to. I don't want to not exercise. I have a competition coming up. And all. after whatever weeks it took her, she got down. She leaned out totally. Her body looked exactly the same, just smaller, which is what happens. Which is kind of surprising after like five, six, twelve weeks without exercise. Right. And then she did her first performance, and her all of her numbers were better than before. Really? Uh-huh. Because she was lighter, fitter, and she took a break. Wow. That was interesting. Crazy. Resting yeah. your body. I mean. What a concept. What <laughs> a concept. All right. So uh, let, let's get into it a little bit here. Now, do who do you feel like plant-based is for? Do you feel like it's for everybody? Do you feel like, like some people have... Um, some some maybe conditions or autoimmune things that where they where they shouldn't be completely plant based. I have mm. never seen such a one size fits all type of thing. Yeah. It quite literally. Now I've been doing this for fifteen years. I've been teaching plant based nutrition for fifteen years. It'll be this year, and I have seen people reverse things from lifelong eczema and asthma 
to autoimmune disease, like stop multiple sclerosis, to reversing advanced stage cardiovascular disease, also shown in the science, not just anecdote, yeah. reversing type 2 diabetes. We always say results are typical. This happens, my clients, this happens all the time. And most time you see like a little thing like these results are not typical on right. the bottom of a screen. Okay, they exactly. are typical. Okay, Carry Exactly. On. So with us, th with this way of eating, typical. It really reverses and improves so many things, reverses your risk for almost every chronic disease that's been studied so far. There's just, there's every day there's new research that comes out for your kidneys, for your maybe Alzheimer's. There's a lot of convincing stuff on all, it's like stuff we never thought. So I, I'm open to the idea that there is nothing it can't help. Uh -huh. And I've never seen anyone do worse on it when they're doing it the right way. Okay. I honestly haven't. Now, could that be from people, I mean, your standard American diet, right? It is horrible and like beige and a bunch of processed Well, look crap. at you. Yeah, I mean, right. You didn't go from a standard Western I, I, diet. You I, went from a very healthy I, diet. I did, I did not. Quote, Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going devil's advocate here. So uh, okay. if if they if people went from having that diet and all of a sudden they started incorporating more like fruits and vegetables in their life, I mean that's going to make a huge difference there, right? Hundred percent. In fact, if there's one thing you want to start today, it's eat more vegetables and fruits. Okay. And then you know, and then graduate to eating more plant-based meals because, yeah. like in our book, there's a hundred recipes. I always say. You could eat infinite tasty combinations of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, mushrooms, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices. So just squeeze them in. And by squeezing more in, like even if you have a meatless meal and then you have a meatless day and then, right. you know, maybe you end up, ooh, this kind of feels good. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. The more you do it, the better. So so you, you would just advise people to start incorporating more whole foods. More plants. More plants. More whole plants. And then from, from there, you can kind of uh, adjust the scale a little bit. Yeah, I mean... Some people like to, okay, so it depends on you, mm -hmm. but you know, we, when we take our clients, we do a real dramatic entry, like you dive in and that's it. And then your whole palate changes. And actually Penn Jillette talks really, really eloquently about how he still eats the food he loves. It's just that the food he loves changed yeah. because your palate changes and that's what we see. For some people, it's easier to just like start, you know, eliminating a food group and or and or at the same time incorporating more plant meals. Right. So, you know, it's it's either way what you what works for you. But I think it's really effective to just like go for it. And then it's a little painful at first because right. it's hard to go from seeing that like I was on the personal trainer diet for 12 years yep, or more like yep. chicken breasts, egg whites and veggies, 18 yeah. egg whites a day I ate. Wow. OK. And, you know, and I was sick. I was miserable, you know, but that's how I, you know whatever that's how a lot of people yeah. do it um and so it's like every step helps yeah. but um it just you know it, everything helps <laughs> okay that, that makes sense now uh what about uh, i'm sure you've probably heard about this stuff what about like oxalates and lectins and all these things that people that say like these anti-nutrients that, yeah. that that are in vegetable what the hell is that oh what the hell is that it's so ridiculous i mean this the whole thing with lectins is it's actually funny because this is this doctor i don't even want to give him credit but actually if you want to hear I'll the say, best I'll, debunking I'll, I'll, I'll say his name i know i know, I know where it came from uh it's dr stephen gundry right yeah it came out with the plant paradox is that the yeah name? I, I have not read the book i'm just uh, well but, oh, okay yeah. so if you read the book you'll say oh these things are evil these yeah. lectins are evil evil and then if you buy my anti-lectin supplement for $800 a month you'll be saved it's that kind of thing but that worse than that lectins are a thing in beans okay so you need to eat a little bit more to prevent perhaps you know just make sure you're getting enough zinc not a problem okay. not a problem not only that what did I just tell you about the blue zones the only food group in common with the longest lived populations were legumes what are the foods highest in lectins legumes it's so crazy. Michael Greger from Dr. Michael Greger from nutritionfacts.org. Uh, Everyone should go check out nutritionfacts.org. Okay. I'm giving him a plug because it's like a library like you've never seen of information. And plug in Plant Paradox or Gundry. And he has this great video like just debunking the heck out of it because lectins actually happen to be phytonutrients. They actually have benefits. Yeah. So and then oxalates. Yeah. OK. So if you have an oxalate stone, which is not a lot of people get an oxalate stone and not all stone kidney stones are oxalates. Yeah, they're saying that kidney stones are from that. If you have a kidney stone that's oxalate, you may have to limit your oxalate consumption temporarily. But that means so also I'll, I'll like fruits, nuts, seeds. No, yeah, no, no, no. Just yeah, certain ones, certain ones. ones. Yeah, there are certain ones. So for instance, a lot of people who don't do green leafy vegetables, which I always say, let thy greens be thy medicine. I actually only sign my book in green markers because I'm such a leafy green advocate. <laughs> oh, you're such a nerd. I love I'm it. such a nerd. So um anyway. The, if you're so a lot of people that don't aren't used to eating a lot of greens, they'll be like, oh, okay, I'm going to incorporate spinach, and they eat spinach every day. Well, spinach are one of the higher oxalate greens. So my answer to that, if you have a problem, you're not going to yeah. get no one. How many people have you met that have a problem from eating too much spinach and bananas? 
Yeah, I mean, it, nobody. It, it, it's pretty. It's pretty like I got out of shape from eating spinach. I, right. You know, I, I Have mean, you heard that? I, things you never heard. That might be things I've never heard. Yeah. Yeah. I've, Hashtag I, never heard. I've, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard a, a lot of shit, and this is coming yeah. from the guy who coined the phrase uh, "fitness fecal that fecal matter." Um, what? Fitness fecal matter. <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> so I came up with a doctor. Uh, not doctor. Uh, I'm sure he wants to be a doctor. Ebenezer Samuel, the fitness director of Men's Health, he was talking about social media and how the crap out there. I'm like, it's kind of like fitness fecal matter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, anyway. yeah that's uh, true. Okay, so like, so not to worry. Yeah. So if you eat a variety of plants and you mix it up, so don't just eat spinach. Eat romaine lettuce and cabbage and kale and broccoli and green beans and you know uh, beet green uh, there's so many different yeah. greens shard, shard those you know it's like just mix it up yeah. and that's not a problem is there any specific way that you should be cooked like what like raw versus cooked like something you, you absorb different nutrients whether whether it's raw or cooked right good question yes so you can go exclusively raw it's very hard and i don't recommend it uh-huh. because it's so challenging and most people can't stick to it and there's a lot of pitfalls where people end up eating a lot of oils because they can't get full on a lot of fruits and vegetables and so it can work if you're really hardcore like we have two friends robbie and cyrus who do uh, mastering diabetes Mm -hmm. and they have type 1 diabetes and they eat massive amounts of fruit like their fruit we call them fruitopians or fruitarians Uh and um so they do it they they can master it i have tried i don't i just don't like fruit enough to do raw but that said there are a lot of nutrients that you need to have raw so because some of them will be you know destroyed in the cooking process Mm -hmm. Fine. But there's also some foods that are beneficial when they're cooked, like phytonutrients, like carotenoids. Like if you cook a, like when you compare a tomato to tomato sauce, like a cooked tomato sauce, like sofrito, like where your wife was raised, you know, Um, like a long cooked tomato where they cook it all day and they use this beautiful um, uh, sauce, uh, you're going to have way more protection against prostate cancer and you know, eye health, all that stuff that you get from carotenoids, you're going to get it better when it's cooked. Yeah. So there's benefits to both. So I say, and, you know, you could eat more calories easier. So if you want to have, you know, whole grains cooked, it's hard. You can't really eat raw grains. So there's benefits of both. So I advocate for at least half your diet coming from raw foods and then, you know, and then the rest is fine. But, you know, you can go up to 75, 80, you can go hundred percent raw. It's just a little more planning involved. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, people that you know are opposed to being plant based, like what what are some people saying? Like when when you get questions, like I shouldn't go plant based. Like what are some of these questions that you kind of wish that would go away? Well, uh, after fifteen years, every single day, someone asks me where I get my protein uh-huh. from, and it's like ridiculous. I mean, it's there's it's not a problem if you are eating whole foods, you're gonna get plenty of protein. And like I said, again, too, just because something is good doesn't mean um, more is better. Right. So I would say that the biggest, here's all, let me sum it up in one sentence yes. of what, what I think is the big problem and people's biggest concern. For 15 years, I have been defending the advoc- the ad- adequacy, the nutrient adequacy of a plant-based diet. You can get your B12, your iron, your, here's where you get this, here's where you get that. Here's I've been defending it for 15 years. But because of what I've learned in the last three years about healthspan and longevity, I believe what it looks like in the research is that one of the reasons a plant-based diet is so healthy is because of what it's naturally limited and restricted in. Therefore, I stopped defending it. You can get everything. It doesn't matter. You're actually getting the right amounts of things. You're getting the right. It's not too much iron. It's the right iron. You're not getting too much protein. You're getting just enough protein. That makes sense. So, I mean, and it's also about what the people are not eating, which is huge as well by like if you're incorporating a bunch of, you know, plants and, and, and fruits and vegetables that you that you weren't incorporating beforehand, you're cutting out all that other crap. Like that's huge. I mean, to your point before, before just start adding that into your diet and whatever that looks like, whether it's Meatless Monday or Flesh Free Friday or whatever. Ooh, like, you know, Flesh Free Friday. Flesh Free I did, Friday. Did, did I, just, I probably didn't come up with that. I don't know, but I like that. I right? like that. Flesh Free Friday. I'm going to use that, Joey. I'll give you credit. <laughs> you, you, you can give me credit even if somebody else uh, I like put, put it out there. I've not heard that. Yeah. I've heard Friday. Uh, all right, cool. Taco Tuesday. Tuesday is a good thing. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're almost done here. I know that you have places to be, and your daughter probably doesn't want to hang out in the, in the lobby for the rest <laughs> of the day. But She's being uh, a sport. Yeah. Thank you, Maya. So, so when, when you're around maybe a group of kids, you know, four or oh. five-year-old kids, oh. how would you explain – yeah, we're going to talk about teenagers. Um, how, how would you explain um, what you do and maybe how they should eat? Oh, no one's ever asked me that question, yeah. Joey. Well, I have to do when I, my kids were in kindergarten and young, I was like, I should volunteer and, you know, because I'm always working. So I should at least show up to the school. Uh-huh. 
And I would go in there and I brought my big Vitamix blender and I brought a rainbow of fruits and vegetables and made a smoothie. And I talked about all the nutrients in the different colors because every color represents a different array of very important nutrition. I tell adults too, I think everyone should eat a rainbow every day, at least one. Uh, So I think starting with that. But not Lucky Charms. Except for Lucky Charms, Skittles, and M&M's. Yeah, those right, don't right, count, right? right. Yeah, okay, nice cool. try, nice try. Yeah. I've heard that one before. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> um, eating a rainbow from Whole Foods. Okay. Uh, so thinking it from it from a beautiful perspective, also teaching them how to garden or look at, you know, go to the farms. Because we. I grew up in L.A. I'm a city girl. Like, I'm born and raised, hardcore city girl. I I really have no connection to how food was ro- grown. And I'm just now exploring it in the last few years. Yeah. And I think for those kids, they should also go to a farm and see and pick fruit and taste it off the vine and taste a warm tomato out of the sun. That stuff really kind of connects you to where it comes from. It's kind of a beautiful kind of young. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so funny because when I was vegan, you know, and I had my then I had my kids and it was like, I should show them what happens to the animals. I was like, right. oh, my God, I stopped myself. Thank God I stopped myself right at the beginning. Like I never did that. Yeah. But I did take them to farm sanctuaries and show them the animals and like just so because, again, we grew up. I had a dog when they were little, but like we didn't have they didn't know what cows were and all that because we're like in the city, the heart yeah. of the city. So I would say from a nutrition perspective, which, again, I don't want to go down the ethics route at right, all because right. that's not my thing. Um, it would be introducing color and and oh, and getting them involved just in fact me and Maya my little Maya we did a video if you google it it's still out there on kids cook Mondays and if you google my name and kids cook Mondays me and Maya made a pasta dish and she was so cute and tiny (laughs) and she's like pasta we made like pasta with broccoli and it was so cute because it was like talking to like getting kids involved in the kitchen which you're gonna start to be able to do with your son will get him to kind of maybe have some not that Maya really likes to cook yet it didn't really work effectively with my daughter but a lot of people do like if they have that experience and they feel comfortable because my mom I love my mom but man she gets stressed out about cooking and we did not I never learned how to cook from her yeah. I'm a self-taught cook and um, I, I wish that I learned how to cook like I know people that just really love like Ray he's in the kitchen and it was really easy to do well easy relatively speaking to do a hundred recipes in four weeks because mm-hmm. he just goes in there and he's like oh and he's a little sour and he's a little us and, blah, 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 and he just comes yeah. up with this insanely delicious meal you know I, I'm not that comfortable yet yeah. and I'm still learning but those All are it. some of my tips I would I, say I, I, I like that yeah actually it, it's funny because you know having a kid people Everybody tells you how to raise a kid. Even, yes. Even like, I'm like, do you have kids? No, my, my brother's <laughs> sister's best friend's nephew has three of them, and I one time changed her diaper. Okay, look, shut the hell up then. Uh, yes, until, until, thank until, you. Until you're in it. Like, and, and we didn't, my son didn't have uh, sweets until his first birthday, and he took a bite of the cake, and, he's, and he put it down. Because we, we, we started feeding him you know, fruits and vegetables right away. And, and Maria tried to make most of the food herself. And if we had to, then we bought like the organic baby jar, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But he, his palate has completely changed. He did, uh, doesn't want sweet. Like you're depriving him. Like what? De- what oh what, my gosh. I'm, I'm not <sighs> depriving him of food and nutrients and no. love. How about I give him love and food and health and, and don't sit him in front of a TV for hours a day. And if he's in front of a TV, we're interacting with him. Here's ABCs. Here's what's happening. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I, Joey, I, it's a gift. It, it's, it's a gift. It's a and, huge gift. And not only that, there will be decades of opportunities for him to get that opportunity to eat the crap because wait till he starts school and this was horrifying for me as a dietitian i wrote blog posts angry scathing mom blog posts (laughs) about the shit they feed your children first of all like the two most vulnerable populations in the world are children and sick people and hospitals and schools feed their children hellish despicable food and then you have a sport you'll appreciate it and you're as an athlete is they do these you know after your practice and the Mm -hmm. the parents bring Chips and, and rice krispie and treats soda. and all sorts of crap. Like, why and candy bars? Yeah. Like really, dude? So they're yeah. gonna have plenty of times to yeah. ruin their taste buds yeah. later. I, I I think they'll be fine. I I I understand. Like you know, if if he goes to a friend's house or somebody, he's probably gonna eat something that yes. he doesn't want to. But I want him to have like it's fine, few and far between, totally fine. But yes. I I want our our house to be the place where people come and they can have all these like wow, these things actually taste delicious and they're good for me and they make me feel good. All right, yes. we're, we're 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 almost done here. I have uh, let's see. What are quick five things people can do for their health right now? Eat more fruits and vegetables. Number one, okay. Eat more plants. Number two, okay. Oh, there's so much to choose from. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to say this. It's not one sentence. It's okay. We all eat about eight to ten recipes a week. We uh-huh. rotate between eight to ten recipes. We eat the same breakfast every day, most the same lunch, one or two. Th- most people eat about eight to ten recipes. I challenge you, and the best thing you could do for yourself is find eight to 10 whole food plant-based recipes that you love and rotate those in. Okay, so we, get, we got, that, that, was, that was kind of a lot right there. So we'll, 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 we'll call that five. Uh, 
Wait, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. <laughs> All right, that's that's three. I have two more that right, are different. Right. You got two more. Go okay, ahead. Okay, that actually goes and eat plants. So I really have three more okay, left. Three more. But I'll give you two more. I'll okay. give you. I'll give you six. Go ahead. Okay, so I would say implement mild cold stress, which is absolute torture. That's what I learned from Ray. Like mm-hmm. cold contrast showers that are like you scream his name. He loves having women scream his name in the showers. That's what I'm, he tells I'm gonna. I, I I do that, but I'm gonna start screaming Ray's name in the shower. Yeah, now. you should. He'll love that. Ray, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ray. Um, yeah, but try mild cold stress contrast showers are incredibly powerful yeah. just being cold more often it sucks it's miserable but that's what david sinclair talks about yeah. too they wrote a paper metabolic winter hypothesis that everyone should read it's fascinating yeah. um because if you're a little uncomfortable your body has this hormesis and that helps a little with health span longevity weight loss all that so yeah. ray did a ted talk on that too which yeah. is that's his expertise in my uncle yeah. yeah it's a good ted talk okay. very very compelling okay move more mm-hmm that's five. All right. We'll, 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 uh, oh, and rest and sleep and stress and all that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Juliana, plant-based eating f- health span solution, fad or future? Future. I knew you were going to say that. Of course, okay, Joey. Awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Okay. They could find me at healthspansolution.com. And I'm still at, I'm still, I'm blogging a little less, but I'm also at plantbaseddietitian.com. Okay. And then your Instagram, uh, Juliana Hever. Juliana Hever. Okay. And then on Facebook, if you're still on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Plant-Based Dietitian. That's actually where my big following is. And I love Facebook and yeah. we did our Facebook watch there. Yeah. So that's Plant-Based Dietitian. And then on Twitter, I'm Plant Dietitian. Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Joy Thurman. This is another episode of the Fat or Future podcast. Don't be a fatty. <laughs> yeah, everybody cracks up when I say that. F A D D Y merchandise is available on fatterfuture.com. How about a plug for myself? And you can find me at Joey Thurman Fit. Be nice. Don't be a jerk. Take care. Do something for your health today. Cheers. What do you think? Plant based? Fat or future? Let me know in your reviews because I know you're reviewing the show. Next week, can you imagine being addicted to drugs? getting kicked out of the armed forces, and then becoming a full-on vegan and over 10 times Iron Man. (laughs) Next week is pretty crazy. I have John Joseph, author of multiple books. The first one was Meat is for Pussies. Yeah, I laugh every time I say that. He also is the author of The PMA Effect, and this guy is no censors whatsoever. So I know you're going to tune in next week. (laughs) Make sure to put the kids' earmuffs on because this is one hell of an episode. Make sure to subscribe, review, and share the episodes. I'd truly appreciate it. Fat or future, don't be fatty.